Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Massive. He, he is 330 pounds, and he moves like he's 300. And it's rare. I mean, you, you go do a size profile of every starting NFL center. I think there's only two or three guys that weigh in that big, and I think Powers Johnson might be one of the best athletes uh, down here among all the offensive linemen. He just does it all. Uh, he hasn't lost a rep all week. I mean, some of the most important time down here are these one-on-one offensive line, defensive line matchups. And he is the one guy that has not lost a single rep. And I, I, he is in the first round discussion now. He's the top offensive lineman here. If I had to create a list of the top three players, he's on it. Wow. Wow, man. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. So, you talk about the the senior bowl as a uh, as a method of um, you know it's it's basically you're you're looking for a job, and so your job interview is ah here's it's a job here's, fair here's some of the best players it's, in the in yeah. the entire uh, NFL draft and um, what thirty six percent of those players were drafted last year. It's a very high. Well, you look at the Bears because we were always looking at the Bears. Yes. They drafted four players that competed in the Senior Bowl last year and signed a fifth one in Tyson Bajant, who went two and two as a starter, pressed into action. Pretty good. So they got five players on their roster for the 2023 season who were at the Senior Bowl, and they got a firsthand glimpse. Now, Luke Getze is gone but not forgotten, but still that that firsthand observation, this opportunity – you know, they got to coach him, but all the executives are watching these practices where I think you really make your money yeah. and make your jumps. That's why this week is so important to all 32 teams. And, and you know, centers for the most part um, are not first-round players. You know, there have been centers taken in the first round, but uh, most of the time, most teams seem to feel that you could go a little bit later and, and get a guy, um, you know, if you look – at the list of starting players in the NFL at each position. You'll find that there are as many undrafted free agents starting at center as first-round picks. Yeah, because it's not something that you consider a premium position. It's not something that you consider you would go into a draft fixated on getting with your first overall pick. Now, the last – First-round draft pick at the position, Tyler Linderbaum from the Ravens. Mm. 25th overall in the 2022 draft. Good pick, but they're drafting 
from a position of strength. Exactly. You're drafting 25th because you're a very good franchise. That's right. Who are consistently in the in the postseason. You can afford to devote a first round draft pick. You could draft for need, not necessarily the best player available. Um, there you look at good teams and they have a center usually, right? I mean, you look at at uh, it's a it's a winning position. It's important, especially if the quarterback can't read things or can't understand where the pressure is coming from to have a center that can see it. It's a big, big job. You know, you look at the Lions as a point of uh, comparison because they are in the division. Frank Ragnow was a first-round draft pick. Great player. 20th overall, I think, in 2018. Great player. So you you look at where they were devoting their draft capital. If you're the Bears, though, unless you add – and move down and add yes. to your number of picks, you're yeah. not likely to be in a position to take a first-round pick and devote it to a center. I don't think so. Now, second or third round, you can make that argument and it would be more defensible, but I just don't think that you're in a position to think. If if this Oregon center leaps into the first round, the Bears will not draft him, I don't think. Yeah, I think, well, again, you know, I don't think he's – Going in the top ten, I don't think he would go. Well, I mean, with the if they ninth, down. I know, but I'm saying, David, like, let's say you take a quarterback with your first pick. Do you want to pair him with a rookie? Oh, let's get the rookies together. We'll have a rookie center and a a quarterback who's never taken a snap. I, yes, I, I don't know. Yes, I, I think I think I probably want. Wasn't Matt Eberflus asked specifically about that in the postseason press conference? Yeah, he would was you mind something about it? Would you mind having a fresh uh, a rookie yeah. center and quarterback? And I think he said if they're the best players, something okay. uh, along yeah. those lines. I mean, he said whatever standard football quote you can get out of a guy, right? I mean, because that's are you how suggesting that I just gave you a standard football quote? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to a rookie center with a rookie quarterback if one of them's Caleb Williams, the other guy is this Oregon center? Uh, listen, this guy sounds great. Yeah. You know, so get him. I got no problem with that. <laughs> I just – my problem is, and I mean this sincerely, they got two picks in the top ten. I wish they had four. <laughs> I really that's, – that's just how but I approach you get draft. greedy every draft. Oh, my draft. God. I get you so greedy. You want, like, I know. They, have, they, they, they have two top – 10 picks and you want three or four. I, 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 I can't resist. I yeah. want more. I am, as I said earlier, I'm beyond greedy. So um, I don't know. It, it would be, uh, it would be fascinating if, if they did follow the, the, and I'm, I'm not suggesting they're going to do this, but if they did trade out of the first spot, Wound up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, gee. and another, and you know maybe maybe another player uh, of significance in in that area, and they still have the number nine pick, and maybe they collect something else. I I, I think just, you're going to have to pick a lane. Yeah, I got it. I think you're going to have to pick a lane because the the Marvin Harrison Jr. conversation only yes. exists if or you, is relevant if yeah. you move out of the first spot, right? And if you advocate that, fine. I respect that position because it is defensible. Again, I want all these picks. You can't get all these I'm picks. I'm going to take the top five. Okay, how about how about opinion. something more realistic? I felt you, you always fall in love with prospects. Some people are infatuated with this Oregon Center. Mm-hmm. Reading about and, and hearing about before I read about it, but today there's a very good story in the Sun Times. Read the Sun Times today, not the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, don't be reading the Tribune. So take a day off. <laughs> I think that when you look at, is it 
Latu Latu yes. from the UCLA Bruin program. The maybe arguably the best defensive player in the draft, maybe the best pass rusher in the draft, that can be debated. It will be probably, you know, disagreed upon several times before the draft. But he is he is one of these guys that has a great backstory. Left Washington, they didn't think he was going to be able to play again mm. because of a, a back condition. So it turned out he slipped a disc. It was a, it was a slipped disc, and they, they fixed him, took a year off. He signed with a rugby team or something like that. He was going to play professional rugby, and now he, then he ended up at UCLA, and now he's going to be maybe the, the best defensive player drafted, maybe the first defensive player taken. Um, yeah, that, you I mean, listen, one of those. listen, that, that just so we are all on the same page here, there is a possibility given the number of quarterbacks and how people create that position, even when it doesn't exist, uh, given the fact that a couple of these offensive tackles there, there is a possibility that the ninth pick in the draft could be the first defensive player. Now, a lot of people are picking it that way, but that is a legitimate possibility that you could get the best offensive player in the draft and the best defensive player in the draft with your two picks. That could happen because of the obsession with finding a quarterback, with the trend that happens every draft where guys start one there's a run on one position. It could be wide receiver this year, mm. could be quarterback, and it could be both. You know, I, I mean, that is so true. The other thing is, like, it, you know, let's jump in the time machine and let's move ahead six, seven years. Is it possible that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in the draft? Is it possible that he has a career that where he's capable of joining the old man in the Hall of Fame? Yes, it is. And, yes, it is. And then you say, well, you know, the quarterback position is clearly more important than the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that there's a Hall of Fame quarterback in this group and you get the first bite at that app? Yes, there is. And is it possible <laughs> that you could come away with a guy that you, you, you know about the draft? I want I want a you, Hall you, of you Famer know with the number one overall. Anything is possible. Who, whoever is going to go to the Hall of Fame, make sure you use him. You use the number one overall pick uh, okay. on him. I'm going to say this a couple more times. Apparently, uh, I'm going to before I'm gonna wear we get you too out. far down the road. You've got to pick a lane. No, I know because you you can make all these points about Marvin Harrison Jr. But I. And all of those are conceivable mm-hmm. and could possibly happen if the Bears move out of that top position. I still think they're going to stay there, and I still think they're going to pick Caleb Williams. I, I think you're right, but I'm just saying because – You want both. Beca- yeah, <laughs> because you have these opportunities. You want both. Oh, I want – like I said, <laughs> I, I mean, now, I mean, is, would it be too much to just want them to get – you know, the best quarterback in the draft, the best receiver in the draft, throw in this offensive lineman. He's got this guy over some of the tackles, right? He he said he hasn't lost a play, not a play. At, at practice in, in, in if Alabama. He's, if he's breaking at, at his arse. practice in Alabama. David, 330 pounds, I, quick as lightning. I'm, and I'm not diminishing the impact of – 
the center everybody wants. I, and I also want a pass rusher, and I, I would like them to get a corner, too, while, just while they're at it. <laughs> to you, he is Jackson Superpowers Johnson. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you're describing him, and I think that, yeah, that would be great if, if they could get true, a center. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. But I, I don't know that. But I want all of them. And, and the problem is, I'm on. sure he feels you that way, too. You go on about the blocker and the center and great. Yeah. I, I would prefer a pass rusher I, over a center. I've got first already with the ninth pick. I'd, You're not paying attention. I think I would prefer the UCLA. I, 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 I like the UCLA guy. Okay, all right. Right now, but I need to do a little more research. All it's right. early. we got plenty of time. It's February, 1st of February. Let, let's get the center and the and Combine the is four weeks away. Rusher. Let's get all of them. Combine. Thank you. Yeah, he. I almost called him Chicago's very own, but we just borrowed him before he became the great entity he was. Right? In the draft, anything is possible. He went to Farragut. For yeah, Kevin Garnett. And yeah. also the Princeton basketball team adopted that mantra last year, if you anything remember. Anything is possible. If you remember that correctly? Our guy, Blake Peters. How's he doing this year? I don't know. How's I, Princeton I, doing? I haven't looked you're, at Ivy League basketball yet. You're too obsessed with the A-10. I'm, no, I'm not. I, you are. You're I'm going watching, to a, you're going to a game Clark. Sunday, are you not? What game are you going to Sunday? I'm not going to a I game don't, Sunday. I don't believe the Blackhawks are playing. I, oh, gosh. The hockey stuff. No, I'm not going to a game on Sunday. What, I'm not sure what I'm the, doing on Sunday. You know, Sunday. the Blackhawks play again on February 7th. Yeah, next week. Thank God. They're finally, they're back home. Thank God. Because <laughs> if they're on the road, <laughs> nothing good's happened. No, they haven't won a road game since November. Have uh, they, when's the last time they scored a goal? <laughs> I don't know when did, road. when did Bedard break his jaw? Yeah, exactly. probably before that. No, there's no regularity. Been a long stretch. But but think about this. Okay, like if you're Ryan Poles, aren't you doing what I'm talking about right now? Aren't you kind of getting blindly obsessed with drafting every player you can get? How do you limit that? I I don't know. I don't know how the greed, the 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 desperation to get all these guys. Here's what I'm doing if I'm Ryan Poles. Here's my my mindset in my approach this week in Alabama, this approach to the offseason. I am doing exactly everything I did last offseason because your process works. You're, You're convinced. If you're working in that building, if you are in his front office, if you are the general manager, you're looking at your rookie class of 2023 and you're saying we're doing it right. We're doing it right because we had some hits. Now, can you quibble about some of the consistency of Darnell Wright? Yeah, sure, but he's durable. No, he was fine. You look at Tyreek Stevenson. He, he played hurt. Tyreek Stevenson became great. an asset, and he's going to be even a, a better player yeah, he, moving good. forward. He's very good. Your defensive tackles have progressed. You have uh, you, you found a, an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback that, you know, exceeded expectations not going to get carried away with a Tyson Bajant and Bajant mania and all that but you feel like the process works so whatever you did last year repeat it don't fall in love with guys in Alabama check them out don't fall in love with guys at the shrine game check them out don't fall in love with pro days check them out whatever you did last year it worked do it again see I would have loved last year if he had drafted somehow C.J. Stroud instead of the tackle. Or maybe he could have gotten both of them. <laughs> You're right there, okay? 
but I'm going to have to point out that if you drafted C.J. Stroud, you wouldn't have D.J. Moore. You No, no, you make that deal. <laughs> you, somehow Stroud goes 10. I, I don't know. <laughs> Anything is possible. No, it's not, Blake. No, it's really not. No, it's not. We're not playing that game. This is not fantasy football. I remember back in the day driving to the NBA draft and I'm I'm listening to the radio and some caller comes on and is like, I really think that they're gonna land Shaq because the Bulls get lucky on this stuff. Jerry Krause knows what he's doing. And I, and I was just like, like, how in the name of God could they ever get Shaq? <laughs> that's never going to happen. Like, that's as absurd as what I'm proposing. You're but, proposing some absur- absurdity. But, but it is draft fever. That's draft what fever. comes over people. You've got it. I caught it. I caught it with our conversation with uh, David, David Siverston from uh, our land. Well, he I just did. had all the observations. Oh, that guy's doing fantastic. a great job down there. Yeah, he's breaking it And down. I, he got me excited talking about. Didn't he? Marvin Harrison Jr. and yeah. then the center and the defensive ends and the pass rushers. You're taking the, you're taking the kid from UCLA. I, I'm in between the story in the Sun Times this morning and 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 Siversen at 7:45. I'm all in. I, I know all about his background. He did pass up a chance to play professional rugby. He did have a diagnosis that's told him he would never play football again, and he did land See, at UCLA. I love the that, story. That, I understand you love the story. I do worry about that little element of the injury that was career-threatening. That's why it surprised I, it, me that he's rated so as highly as he is. Well, we'll see come the, the, ah, the Indianapolis trip. Bingo. You're right, because that, yeah. that's the medical trip. That's the that's reason that find the, the background. reason yeah. the combine is in Indy is the proximity of so many hospitals to the downtown area. Okay, let me let me let me go you on the on you. Okay, please. <laughs> so this is this is like the the fantasy or the unlikely to happen but could. This guy drops and all of a sudden you're sitting in a third round. Now now, now you're speaking my <laughs> I language. I mean, he dropped to the third round. Now we're producing. And you've already got your wide receiver. The best you, draft. You ever. drafted the Washington receiver at nine. You drafted Caleb Williams at one. You got your center in the second or third round. And there's Latu still sitting there dropping to you for whatever reason. People scared about his medicals, but he's not really hurt and he's not really injured. He comes to you and has 10 sacks next year. See, now that this is what I like to call the dream. We did it. Anything is possible. It is. Again, <laughs> I talked myself back into it. That was fun. That's good stuff. Yeah. 312-644-6767. Is anything possible? Where are you going here? It's Molly and Han, the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do you have a general timeline on when you think how many years down the road you guys might be able to have a new stadium, no matter where it might be? Do you have a goal in mind of when you'd like, what season you'd like that to open? Yeah, I mean, I mean, ideally, you know, just, just from the way the market is, you know, the, the longer you wait, the more expensive it is uh, building any project. So I'm can, can, can uh, make sure I'm focused on not rushing, but making sure that we're deliberate uh, in that stadium process because, you know, truly, in that world, time is money. And I've, I've said it all along, is that the moment that a shovel goes in the ground, I'm confident that we will be able to have a building to play in 36 months after that happens. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That was, uh, that was the old uh, news conference at the end of the year where you heard from the, uh, uh, the team president, is that what is what is what he's the he's team, the team president. president? Yeah, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren. Yep, the team president for the Bears, and he's in charge of building that stadium. And it'll take three years from uh, from when they get going on it, and it's it, taking it, longer did you than say expected. When, or did you say if? Um, well, when they get going, or if they get going? That's, that is because I think area. that's in question right now. I don't think it's a realistic question, but it's still in question right now because the story this week is that. The Bears and the three Northwest Suburban School Districts, Arlington Heights, are $100 million apart. $100 million apart on their valuation of what's the former you know, Arlington race course. Yes. And so that's a lot of distance. That's a wide gap. $100 million. Or is it? You're skeptical? Do you think it's leveraged? Do you think it's – You know, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. The Bears are close. They've got the they've got the site. They've brought down the building, right? They cleared it all out. They're ready to start something that is going to include. It, it's gonna it's gonna kind of redo that entire area. You're gonna bring out so many people, and there's so many places that are. There can be a whole little community there where the where the you know the back of the track was, and, and then entertainment live. district. Totally an entertainment yes. district. So here's the, here's what you got to do when you're doing your math. Um, you heard Kevin Warren tell you it gets more expensive by the year. more mm-hmm. expen- But they can wait it out. They Time is expect- money. Time is money. So at what point is $100 million? It, it's, like, it's like this. I'm selling my house. There's a snowstorm. If I can't get my house sold... Within the next month, I gotta pay my my mortgage again, mm-hmm. and I gotta pay for um, whatever I have while I'm selling my house. I I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying more money by not selling the house than I want to. I want to be out of this house in like two or three months, and now the weather is hit, and now I can't get anyone to even look at it. <laughs> So how in the hell am I going to pay those bills while I'm just trying to get rid of this thing? Okay. There, there, there is. I know what you're saying. I'm saying couple, the money works against you. Couple, at some A couple things to remember, though, I think, and you know this. So in the overall totality of this project, what we're talking about with a $100 million disparity in there, you know, what, where they are on the uh, valuation 
is, I don't want to call it a pittance, but it's not significant. It's an insignific- insignificant sum, with a total. Would you agree with that? Yes. Because you're talking about a $2.5 billion at least stadium being built on that site. You're talking about a franchise that is worth, by the time they get this going, $6 billion at least. So quibbling over the property value and taxes of a $100 million difference, that's it, ground that could be covered as wide apart as it seems right now. The Bears legal team believes that the appraisal it makes it worth $60 million. One was for 71, but between 60 and 70. And the other valuations have come back $160 million because of what's going to go there yeah. and what the possibility is, as you just described. They can close the gap. This is not insurmountable. To no, me, this you, sounds like a yeah, loud yeah. leverage play, and it continues to follow the pattern of other maybe quieter leverage plays, but it's all been about leverage to this point, I think. Yeah, I, I just think, as you say, the amount of money we're talking about, the difference between 60, 100 million versus a two, did you say 2.6 billion, but b- billion is what they're going to build? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if that's the case. Isn't that, isn't that a, cons- I mean, I was, I mean I, I, that I, doesn't sound like a conservative estimate because of it's how much it is, but you're not going to, do this unless you're willing to go there. Well, I would hope so. I mean, what you're describing is sensational, and it's going to be really something special. I'm my worry is that they're they're not going to be as ambitious as as that. And instead of two point six, it might be one point six. I'll say something that's going to sound absurd and ridiculous to people. Yeah. Perhaps won't be the first time. But two point six is is relative cons- relatively conservative. That's the going rate. When you look at SoFi yes. Stadium, when you look at Allegiant Stadium, where they're going to play the Super Bowl. Yeah. When you look at these new structures in twenty first century America, the sports and the dome. world we live in. Are we talking about a dome because yeah. you you need a dome to play a Super Bowl there. Two point six might be low. We may be talking about a three and a half billion dollar structure, and you know what? They wow. could justify it in today's world. I, it's everybody else's money. It's kind of yes. It's it's, it's, it's grandiose, and, and you're going to get it all back on the back end. You're going to yeah. There's no doubt about the, that. The, America's addicted to football. Look at the ratings. Look at the money and the revenue generated. Look at everything about the NFL that we cannot resist. That's why the Bears are going to end up at Arlington Heights. Could they justify staying in Chicago? Certainly. Can Chicago justify keeping the Bears? That's a harder question That's to answer. That's a much harder question. That's a much harder question. Here's the other thing to tie into the two big stories and, and, this week, Molly. Yeah, and David, I think that the idea, it's going to take 36 months. Get, the, get going. Get going. It. Yeah, exactly. Get going, which relates to the other point I was going to say. I don't know how confident I am. I, I, I can't answer this question as confidently as I thought I would. If the question is, which Chicago sports team will announce plans to start breaking ground at their new stadium first, the Bears or the White Sox? I don't know. Yeah. We should know, right? It's been a year. Kevin Warren came here to do this. I'm surprised this timetable is still off in the distance, kind of this vague deadline. There's no deadline. Which do you think will come first? Plans that are announced for a South Loop ballpark for the White Sox or plans that announced the Bears are breaking ground in Arlington Heights? Well, they're different costs. 
right? We, sure. We accept sure. that. It's going to be, it's going to cost significantly No less. doubt. Um, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at, at Amazon and ESPN and Fox and CBS and NBC, there are deals that have been cut through 2032. So you're already making this huge amount of money. You better have your building opening before 2032. I mean, maybe you're eyeballing it and thinking, I would get to it. If I were the Bears, you're close enough, I'd figure out a way to either eat this money or, you know. Well, you already own the land. You paid $197 million. And and I know you can sell it and someone else can come and build something. You bought it for a purpose. But you're you're already underway. So, to me, I wouldn't let this stop the progress. I don't think it will. And I, and I'm I I think there are people who are more in more educated in this area than we are that that agree with that premise that there this is not going to get in the way. But I am with you in terms of saying let's get on with it. Make a deal. Make a deal. Find a way to yep. finesse this. Find a way to bridge that gap. Whatever you need to do, start to do it because you know time is money, and you're losing it with every passing day. But it also leads us to the point where you know. The the South Loop project seems to be moving along and have more mom- has more momentum at this point than the Bears project, but that, which it seems like something that that is, can't be true because the Bears own the land, they've cleared everything out. It's like all they got to do. It's a, it's a bigger project, though. Well, I know, but it's a three year project. Are they going to have a South Loop stadium up in three years from right now? Right now, I would say no. If they announce this next week, I don't know. Well, if they announce, I, it I don't know. Week, if, it, if they announce it in the next week, that could, you know, this could be like Soldier Field, right? That they they couldn't get <laughs> anything done, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, boom, boom it's M- done. Uh, Mullenhall flashback. We talked to Bruce. Yes, said that by spring training they could have an announcement. That's in two weeks. If the Sox have an announcement about the South Loop ballpark, maybe we're putting too much pressure. Maybe it's a re- unrealistic expectation. But based on the kind of things you're hearing about how far along they are, let's go. Let's go. And if they announce it, then when do you break ground? I don't know. There's a who, lot of ground to be covered, but wow. Who doesn't like the idea of the South Loop Stadium popping up? People have been you know, I'm, cautiously oh. optimistic. There are some reservations that are valid if you're talking about who's going to pay for it. We understand the funding questions, but in terms of just if you find ways to make sure that it's not an additional taxpayer burden – if you have the ballpark lined up in the right direction, if you have enough environmental studies to make it worth your while, I don't know that there's a negative. I don't see negatives outweighing the positives, put it that way. Right. This could be something that revitalizes an entire baseball organization and really continues the redevelopment of an area in the South Loop that is thriving right now. It would be great. It would be fantastic for the city. It would be good for the city, yeah. I mean – Let's be honest about it. That would be just a wonderful. And then keep doing cease. Um, well, see, that's the that's where the timing's <laughs> off. I, By the time they get it built yeah. and they start making money, he's going to be long gone. Noah Schultz will start the first game at South Loop. There you go. Stadium. There you go. Yeah. How old is he? Is he nineteen? He's in the top one hundred. He's a young lad, he's, man. He's he still just teenager. got drafted. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he's twenty yet. And Luis Robert can still be there because he's here forever, right? He's going to play. Well, he's the only guy that is 
apparently untouchable. Tomorrow's pick six. We'll who will listen be the, to that. Who, who will yeah. be the White Sox manager by the time they open in the South Loop? I feel confident in saying it's not Pedro. <laughs> no. I do. I, I think it's a pretty sturdy limb you're out on. I know. I mean, I think it might be more likely it's Tony La Russa. <laughs> you see him surface at the Cardinals offseason gathering, their fan fest and convention. Didn't he got he got some award or something? I think Tony La Russa was in St. Louis recently. Um, is that what he said? That's what he said. And he's gonna be at spring training every single day. Yeah. That's great. In uniform? Yeah. Why not? He's a he's a uh, It's a Hall of Fame baseball person. Oh boy. See? I didn't want to go there, you but did. you did too. I was leaning that way, and I thought better of it. But what do I know? All right, we uh, we got to place a wager or two, and to do so, we're going to talk to uh, the king of props. I wonder if he already has a prop. I'm sure he does. He's going to be prepared. Yeah, I'll say won't be coming on. No, no. Nick Costos will join us next. I wonder if he thinks the Hawks can win on February seventh. <laughs> It's Mully and Hawes, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. I'm legitimate. I'm a Hall of Famer. I want winners. Welcome back. Mully and Hawes, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. We love this time every week because on the line is the host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today. On the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to all of the You Better You Bet podcasts for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. And like all of our guests, Nick joins us on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Good morning, Nick. How are you? David, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Doing well. So help me out. What are we going to do this weekend? Are you looking ahead already? Tell us about the line. Which way is it going? How are the Chiefs going to be underdogs yet another week in the postseason? Well, I think uh, how's this weekend going to go? I'm going to try and sleep and then uh, fly to Las Vegas on uh, on Sunday to do shows uh, doing You Better You Bet out in uh, at BetMGM uh, Mandalay Bay in Vegas next week which will be awesome couple days on Radio Row going to be great hang out with your guy Mitch Rosen for a couple days it's going to be right. awesome um, as far as uh, the game is concerned right now so just on like how the Chiefs can be underdogs in the game and look like I, I want to start by saying I like Kansas City in the game so like, I like the Chiefs I've already bet them I reserve the right to change my mind, but I think I'm probably just going to add to my Kansas City position. I think Kansas City will be my bet in the game. But just like for people that look at the point spread and go, oh my God, like how could Patrick Mahomes be an underdog in this game? Like it, when you do actual like NFL like power ratings, that, that's how you get to a number like this. And look like it could be the same people that were saying this past Sunday, Baltimore closed like a five point favorite against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. People are like, oh my God, how could this be? Now, Kansas City wins the game and then, you know, you get to say after as well, I was right. But look, point spreads are what they are. It doesn't mean that it has to be right, that San Francisco has to win the game. Just that, like, the point spread of the game isn't wrong. You can think Kansas City's going to win, but, like, maybe and look, maybe Kansas City closes like a one-point favorite in the game, and maybe Kansas City gets bet in between now and kickoff. But we're basically going to exist in this range where pick the winner of the game, essentially, is going to be the point spread. You said you're going to be in Vegas. People need to know this. Nick and the You Better You Bet show We'll be broadcasting live from Las Vegas all next week from the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. You can hear and watch Nick. you got to watch him on the BetQL Network from 2 to 6 Chicago time each day. 
If you're in Vegas, stop by Mandalay Bay and say hi to Nick and the rest of the show. So, Prop King, tell me this. Did I hear correctly this week already? Maybe it was Dustin that dropped this one. Over rushing yards for Brock Purdy is the most popular prop so far. Yeah, so I, I, which I was like a little upset to hear because, and I guess it makes sense, right? And, and I will say that, and this one's a little narrative-y for me, the Brock Purdy bet. I think there's another way that people can play it, right? Brock Purdy over rushing yards. Longest rush was eight and a half yards yesterday. I don't know if that's been bet up, but look, I, I think it's kind of what separates Purdy, candidly, from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think makes Purdy a, be- a better quarterback overall than Jimmy Garoppolo. It, it's what Purdy can do with his legs, the escapability. Now, no one's going to confuse Purdy with Lamar Jackson as a runner, right? That's like not what he is. But we saw him with a couple spectacular runs this past Sunday in the NFC Championship game, including that really long one on the final drive. And he's a second-year player. He's starting to come into his own a little bit. He's going to be starting a Super Bowl. Just like my thought is, is a guy like that, like a young man like that, just had success doing something. You could tell that he was feeling himself a little bit in that moment. And like, how could you not? Like, you're about to go to the Super Bowl. You've just made a huge play for your team. My sense is he He's going to take off a couple times in this game. I, I expect Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs' excellent defensive coordinator, even if it's not with the front four, and I think they can get pressure with the front four, to cook up pressure with, with blitzes, etc., force Purdy to kind of move a little bit, and I think he's going to take off. I like him to go over his rushing yards prop, and I like his longest rush, David, over eight and a half yards in the game. Uh, that is fun stuff because oh, we, What's going on, my man? We need that, buddy. We need it. We need something to to count on are you interested at all in the way the line has shifted it's gone from one to two do you wait if you're making a wager until you see where it's finally at before you invest yeah so look I I, just like the difference between like San Francisco minus one and minus two like it's a fun talking point right to say okay like there's been some interest in the San Francisco 49ers we're basically talking about the same numbers and look like the game could land two it could land one of the team wins by one just that like it's mathematically unlikely that that happens think about how scoring works in the National Football League so it could happen it's just unlikely so I I think we'll exist in this range maybe it comes down to just like pick the winner of the game but we're basically gonna like San Francisco minus two is still basically like pick the winner of the game again it could happen Niners win by one or two more likely they're going to win by three if they win the game or more. So, yeah, my, my guess is what will happen with this point spread. It's never going to go up to three on either side, ever. Because if it did, it would get blasted immediately. And look, like, I like Kansas City in the game. If Kansas City ever became a three-point favorite, I would, like, be, like, knocking over women and children to bet San Francisco <laughs> plus three. Like, uh, if, uh, like now, I'm, it, it won't happen. Now, it that would be happen. something to see on the Twitch stream. Oh, and I would have no issue doing it. No shame doing it. So, Nick, uh, the football stuff is great. Your props are great on the game and the results and the numbers and all of that. Do you get into the other stuff, the non-football part of the Super Bowl, betting on those kind of props? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all information-driven. So, and look, like, you know, I think this is kind of like an open secret. Uh, There are people that kind of get, like, you know, the rehearsal stuff for the halftime show. It's why, you know, they they won't have... I, I don't think at least domestic sports books like my show sponsor bet MGM will have this up, but I mean like offshores will have this like where you bet basically before PAPSA was, uh, was revoked and they have, uh, 
Like it actually says like national anthem time. Uh, Max bet $100 basically until the rehearsal time is leaked and then it gets pulled down. So I think like e- everyone kind of knows how this works. But yeah, you can get involved in this stuff. And the Super Bowl is kind of like like gluttony for sports betting. Now I would encourage everyone to bet responsibly. But, you know, I'll have a bet on the coin toss of the game. I bet tails every year. There are like fun bets that you can make. And look, like again, you put like 10 bucks on this, 20 bucks, Like not... Like, money you can afford to lose that you can blow as, as an entertainment expense, right? <laughs> like, first team to throw the coach's challenge flag is a really fun bet. Because let's say you bet Kansas City, right? Andy Reid to throw the flag first. Any time, it's like, oh, my God, did he catch the ball or not? Like, there was this huge scrum. Was, was it a fumble or was the knee on the ground? And the camera shows the coach, like, is he going to throw the flag or not? Just, like, to create, like, these fun moments where is this going to happen or not. Now, these are not, like, sharp bets. This is basically the equivalent of, like, rolling dice or flipping coins. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will get involved in some of that stuff for the Super Bowl. I would say I will bet responsibly and would urge people, if you make bets like that, fun bets for the Super Bowl, like, please gamble responsibly. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I put one down for a safety one year because we were, I forget who it was, and the thing came in. And well, just, it's hit a couple times yeah, like in, in the last like awesome. 15 years. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And it's a dumb bet, and you're going to lose it, but maybe you make enough on one to finance that wager repeatedly. Well, we saw it um, intentional grounding on the Patriots in Super Bowl 46 to open that game against the Giants. Giants opened the game with a 2-0 lead. We saw in the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl um, at, at MetLife here, locally where I'm at, like first snap of the game goes over uh, Peyton Manning's head for a safety. So look like it could happen. But like, if you make a bet like that, like you're probably going to lose. So just like know that going in and you have a fun sweat where if it's a punt gets downed at the one yard line, you're like, oh my God, I'm live to win this bet. So, again, you can place bets like that, and they're a ton of fun. Like, it is a lot of fun, but you should look at it. The way I always look at stuff like that, like, if let's say you pay 20 bucks to see, like, a really good movie, and you're really entertained by that movie for two or three hours. At the end of the movie, like, you don't get your money back. Like, you've paid to see the movie. I would look at bets like this, like you're going to see a movie, where at the end of your two or three hours of entertainment, like, you may not get your money back, and you have to be okay with that going in. Great stuff, Nick. Thank you, buddy. Great catching up Great with you. Great wisdom, Nick. Thank you. You got it. Uh, and let's let's go United today against Wolves. That's oh, me. Thank pa- God. That's Look me. Pan- that was me pandering. Thank nice, you. Nice Throw pander. a bone. King Throw Panderer. A bone thank you. Yes. Minimal sweats when he bets the absolute very best of luck. <laughs> that was the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos, Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the yeah. BetMGAM. The pandering prop king. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.